0: Hey everyone, if you're enjoying my podcast, I'd really like it if you left a review or at least a rating. It'll help the podcast greatly so that I can continue to make the best content possible. Thanks. Hey, as part of the Anchor platform, did you know that you can actually leave voice messages? Feel free to share feedback and ask questions. I'll feature those questions in a future episode. Link is in the episode description. Look forward to literally hearing from you. (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delanel, and today is the first episode of Tuesday TV. Yay, everybody! We're happy. We're excited. It's a wonderful thing, and uh, we have Tuesday TV, which uh, each Tuesday, as you can probably imagine, we're going to talk about Spider Man and TV, uh, whether it's the latest updates that we've seen throughout the week, or I'll just do some kind of um, like what I'm doing here now, a little mini essay about a TV show. Maybe I'll do some rankings. Uh, maybe I'll do some reviews. Uh, but today, in particular, we're going to talk about the spectacular Spider-Man. Um, I want to dive, not not a heavy, deep dive, but um, for those of you that may be curious as to what happened to the spectacular Spider-Man show, why was it canceled, um, the interactions between Sony, Marvel, and Disney, all of these things kind of it was a perfect storm that caused the show to uh meet its end and and we're going to talk about why it most likely will never come back now i've talked about the spectacular spider-man and its fate before in previous episodes but i haven't dedicated an entire episode to it um so now we're going to And it's been about a little over a year since I last talked about it. The last time I talked about it was early 2021 when there was that big movement, which lasted for most of the year, Uh, the big movement to bring back the spectacular Spider-Man, the hashtag was trending and everything. And I think a lot of people don't really understand, at least at the time, they didn't really understand why it was canceled and why it's most likely not coming back. But today... That's what I'm going to talk about. So, Spectacular Spider-Man was a show that Sony created back in 2008, 2009. And this show, I did some research. I did some digging around. Uh, Depending on where you go, it is the highest rated Spider-Man show of all time. Uh, It also has one of the shortest runs. Of all time. So I don't know if there's a correlation there, but if you did watch the show, if you did watch the 26 episodes, this really is the peak of Spider Man in terms of television. Now, look, a lot of people are going to say the 90s version was better. And I think when you're looking at TV shows for Spider Man, it's either the 90s or the spectacular Spider Man. Those are the top two. I think we can all agree both of those were great in their own different ways. Um, And I still don't know specifically which one I like more. I probably lean towards the uh, Spectacular Spider-Man a little more. Um, But I enjoyed both of them. Um, I've watched through the 60s show. I've watched through the two 80s series series. Um, the more popular one was Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, but there was a solo Spider-Man show that ran next to it, but wasn't really related to it. It was a weird time back in the 70s and 80s. It was a weird time. Spider-Woman was around there, too, and it just was weird. Um, but to to before we uh, continue, just to... Again, I've talked about this. I have a whole dedicated episode about the TV rights to Spider-Man but I'm just going to briefly summarize. I guess I'll just put the link to that original episode in the description, but to briefly summarize here. Sony and Marvel have a split ownership of the TV rights to Spider-Man. Sony owns all live action. Any live action, any length of time, Sony can create a Spider-Man show. Um, this is why we're hearing a lot of rumors about like Silk and uh, other shows that are most likely going to be hourish long episodes. They're probably going to be like between forty to forty forty to fifty something minutes uh, per episode, most likely. They're going to be on Amazon Prime. It's going to be live action, at least right now. Amazon is is poised to be airing all of Sony's Spider-Man shows. So that's live action. Animated is where it gets kind of wonky. Anything more than 44 minutes, I believe, either 43 or 44 minutes, anything more than that, if it's animated, belongs to Sony. Sony has the right to create a show that is longer than 43 or 44 minutes in length. Anything shorter than that, Marvel can make that animated show. This is why we saw Spider-Man in What If? This is why Marvel is creating Spider-Man Freshman Year as an animated show, which, judging by the split, you're probably going to have a half-hour TV show with uh, Spider-Man. It's going to be a length of 43 minutes or less, um, Because that's the only rights that they have. This is important. That last piece of rights is important. Because, so we go back to Spectacular Spider-Man. Sony at this time owns all rights to Spider-Man. Movie and TV, live action, animated. They own all of it. But in September of 2009, Sony and Marvel came together. And Sony decided to, while they were renewing their agreement of the rights to Spider-Man or whatever, Sony decided, we'll give you some of the rights back, TV rights back to Spider-Man. But we want more movie stuff. And our, you know, our, it was the, the cut of revenue for the movies. Sony wanted more uh, money for their movies. Now, again, this is around the time where you had, Spider-Man 3 had just come out. Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. Obviously, the franchise was was rolling along, chugging along. Uh, It wasn't quite canceled yet. This was around the time when the Sam Raimi universe was coming to its end, and we were realizing that there was no Spider-Man 4. It was still a back and forth between Raimi and the producers and everybody like that, but it wasn't officially canceled yet. It was close, though, but not quite yet. And so I guess Sony was trying to get a little more money off of the work that they put in in those movies. And so they decided, well, we're not doing a lot of TV stuff anyway. The last TV series that came out from Sony, any Spider-Man TV series, was that uh, weird show Uh, In the 2000s, Spider-Man, the new animated series. It was like in 2003, I want to say. It was between Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. This was a weird show. Neil Patrick Harris actually voiced Peter Parker. A lot of people recognized him from voicing Peter Parker in Shattered Dimensions, but his first run was actually on that TV show. Um, in the very early 2000s This was before he blew up with How I Met Your Mother. Obviously, it's like a couple years away from the launch of that. But he did voice Peter Parker on multiple occasions. Um, but yeah, very different animation style. And and One Tuesday TV, I'll talk about that show and the history of that show. Not a lot of people know about that one. It came on MTV, um, and you know, all kinds of stuff. So you had a situation where there was a large time gap of television shows between, uh, you know, Sony working on the movies. So they went, to Dis- they went to Marvel, excuse me. Disney wasn't in the picture yet. They went to Marvel and said, look, we'll give you some of the TV rights, the little short animated TV shows that were made usually for kids. We'll just give you that slot and we'll have more uh, leeway with the movies and stuff. Marvel agreed. Marvel said, cool, that's fine. That was September of 2009. Now, now mind you, Spectacular Spider-Man showed up in 2008. It debuted in 2008. 2009, the second season was airing. So this is in the middle of the second season airing. Come to find out, Disney is in the picture. Disney announces, we're just going to buy Marvel. We're going to buy Marvel and we're going to do this. Marvel did not have any say in the agreement that Sony... Disney did not have any say, excuse me. Disney did not have any say in the agreement of Marvel and Sony for that TV rights. They did not purchase uh, Marvel yet. This did not happen. Instead, in December of 2009 is when Marvel officially said, we're going to be buying out... (sighs) Disney officially said, we're going to be buying out Marvel. And so Disney made a move to buy Marvel. This was shortly after the second season basically ended. Um, and as those of you that know about that second season, it ended with a major cliffhanger. I mean, well, there were a lot of cliffhangers. There was a bunch of stuff going on. And um, so obviously fans were like, okay, we're, we're ready for season three. The creator of the show, he wanted to run at least five seasons. He had plans and, and, and story lot boards and all this stuff for five seasons. We're at season two now and Disney is trying to step in. The question becomes who was ultimately responsible for the show being destroyed? We're going to go with Disney because of what happens next. So Disney comes in the same day. This is is the same day. The same day they announce, hey, you know, we're going to buy Marvel. Disney also says we're also going to create a new Spider-Man series. Now you tell me, right? If I'm working on a Spider-Man show, and Disney comes in and says, we're going to create our own show. Marvel's just sitting there like, well, what, what, what does that mean for us? Right? So here's what ended up happening. Sony essentially gave up the spectacular Spider-Man to Marvel. They gave up the rights to have that type of show that length of animated show, Sony gave it to Marvel. As soon as that happens, Disney comes in and says, we're going to buy Marvel, which means we're going to have those rights. Somewhere along the line, the negotiations went like this. Sony, when they gave up the show, they didn't give up the show. They gave up the rights to make a show. Before Disney stepped in. A weird deal happened. I to this day I don't really understand why Marvel or Sony would go along with this. This feels kind of dumb. But this is where they made it borderline impossible to rec- recreate the show. Marvel owns the time slot, right? They own an animated show that's 23, I mean uh 43 minutes or less shorter. They can create an animated version of Spider-Man. Sony, however, owns the spectacular Spider-Man show itself. Characters, storyboards, art, all of that belongs to Sony. So what does this mean? The only way we would ever really see the spectacular Spider-Man return is if Sony created... A longer version per episode that's about it. They would have to create episodes that are more than twenty uh, more than forty four minutes, basically That's the only way we would technically see the spectacular spider-Man return. It could return it could, but no, it's not it's not, and there are a lot of reasons why. I know we're in the land of nostalgia. I know we're in the land of reboots um, and 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 decade-old sequels. I know we're in that world right now. And look, Sony just showed that they're willing to dig deep 20 years ago to pull up actors from back then, right? Sam Raimi movies. We got all kinds of characters. Tobey Maguire, Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, you know, these guys, Hayden Christians, these guys are all coming back reprising their roles from the early 2000s. You know. And so Sony's not afraid necessarily to dip back and say, let's pull a classic story, classic characters, blah, 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 blah. But the spectacular Spider Man show as we know it will never come back. Never. Unless. Unless Disney buys Sony and re, uh, is able to get those rights back, it's not happening. Now, Sony most likely will not sell Spider-Man exclusively. If Sony, if Sony Pictures folds, if they ever fold, they'll sell everything. Because Spider-Man is pretty much keeping them afloat at this point. There's not a lot of other... I mean, we've talked about how much money Spidey brings in. It's not really up for debate. He brings in money. Sony Pictures, a lot of their movies don't bring in as much money as Spider-Man-related movies. Um, so, cool. Cool. Disney, because they announced that they're creating their own show, There's a there's a, a few reasons why Disney did this. One, we're going to create our own version. We're not going to take a hand-me-down of this character. We're going to start fresh. We're going to start clean. I understand that. I respect that. I think it was foolish because this was indeed one of the greatest Spider-Man shows of all time that you were just putting to waste. But also Sony owned half of the show, basically. They they basically owned half of it, Right. S- Marvel and Disney could make any animated show to replace it, but they couldn't make that show anymore. But neither could Sony, because Sony does not have the right to create an animated show less than 43 minutes. That's the unfortunate reality that we have to deal with. And until Sony collapses and folds and... and Marvel swoops in and grabs that stuff back when there's, there just won't be a chance for that to happen. Sony and Marvel and Disney have worked together before. Live action. So it is, there, there's a possibility, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. If it were going to happen, it would have happened. Not only that, but Marvel has, specifically Disney, has shown they don't care. They don't care. Because they went and made Ultimate Spider-Man. Then they went on and did uh, Marvel's Spider-Man. They got Spidey and his amazing friends. Marvel, when it comes to their TV shows, their animated stuff, they don't really care that much. It doesn't seem like they care enough to try to bring the show back. It doesn't seem like they care enough to even put a lot of effort into it. I think right now, Marvel and Disney's attention is posted on the MCU. The MCU, now that's got their own TV division and they're making shows including animated works such as What If and Spider-Man Freshman Year. So I don't think that they're really bothered for a children's uh, and, and teens and young adults Spider-Man sh- series I don't believe this I think Disney there is a good chance even though it was made public like okay Disney Disney made it public in December of 2009 negotiations obviously had to have occurred before then I'm willing to believe I'm willing to bank on this When Sony and Marvel were at the table, Sony was feeding Disney information and Disney was saying what they wanted. Hey, talk to Sony about this, that, and the other. And Marvel said, okay, if we do this, will you guys buy us? And Disney was like, yeah, we're going to buy you if you do XYZ with these properties and these rights and the blah, blah, blah. Because think about this. Obviously Marvel and more specifically Disney before the MCU, let's let's think about this. Before the MCU, Disney didn't really have a lot of comic book activity on their Disney channel, Disney XD, um, and, and all those those channels that they have. Disney Junior, right? They didn't have any kind of Marvel, DC Comics, anybody. So when they were looking for something, they wanted something to fill in. Remember remember in the 90s? Fox. Fox Morning and, and X-Men and Batman, and Spider-Man, and Superman, and all all of these hero shows in the 90s, and Saturday morning cartoons, and all of this, Disney wasn't really... They didn't really have much going on in that department. They didn't. Fox and Cartoon Network, and even Nickelodeon, they were dominating the cartoon space. And Disney was not really a part of it. They had They had a few hits... But, like, growing up, I didn't start liking Disney shows until I was, like, in my teens. That's when I started running into shows that I liked. Kids' shows, when I was growing up, it was Nickelodeon, it was Cartoon Network. Those were, like, the two channels I watched. Plus, Disney was behind a a larger paywall. You had to pay more, you know, on your cable in order to get to Disney channels. So, a lot of kids didn't even have access to it, unless you were a little more well-off. So, that was it. You had Fox Kids, you know, and and you had those three, and that was it. That was it. So, at this point, Disney has their eyes on, we're going to make kid cartoons with superheroes. This is... This is around the time when the MCU was just starting to get off the ground too. Remember, Iron Man and Hulk launched the MCU in two thousand eight. So this is around the time where Marvel is is saying to themselves, we with well, Disney." Is saying to themselves, "Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do this right." We see what Marvel's doing, and Disney was like, "We want a piece of this. We want to. We want." To actually do something with this. And we think we can help you Marvel. We think we can boost you. To a new plateau. And so Disney swooped in and grabbed it. I think that they were basically. Through Sony. I think they were through Sony. Through Marvel. I think Disney was negotiating that TV contract. That TV renewal. That's what I believe. It just so happens a couple of months after Sony and Marvel shake hands, a couple of months later, all right, we're ready. Really? Interesting timing. Interesting. So that's my take. And I think that's why we're not going to see the spectacular Spider-Man anymore. I don't think Marvel wants anything to do with it. I don't think Disney wants anything to do with it. And I don't think Sony really wants anything to do with it. I think Sony kept the rights to the show... So that they could ensure that Marvel and Disney didn't profit off of what they created. But I don't think Sony really cared about creating another show like it. And if you have these three companies who are all involved with the show. Showing no signs of I don't care. When you're in an era of reboots and sequels, and all these different things happening. That's enough of a sign for me to say that this show's not coming back. I'm disappointed because of how the show ended. Not not behind the scenes, but the actual show itself. So many, I mean, so well written, so many things happening. And you really felt like, at least for me, I really felt like I was reading a Spider-Man comic. Like this was just intense. Every issue, every episode it was just like whoa, 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 and it broke my heart. You know, like the end of the, the series. Basically, little did we know, but the end of the series goes with Peter breaking up with uh, was it Liz, and he's expecting Gwen to break up with Harry. But Harry's recovering from the Goblin stuff or whatever it was. And then Gwen's like, I can't leave him. And then Peter's just sitting there by himself. I mean, what a way to, to go. Isn't that messed up? It's just heartbreaking. But that was such of Peter Parker's life, really, in the comics. You think about it. Now, the other thing that makes us sad about the show going down is because they paid so much homage to the original comics, The Spectacular Spider-Man. They looked at the original comics between The Spectacular Spider-Man, which itself is a spin-off basically, of The Amazing Spider-Man. And they looked at those early comics and, and, and they really decided to really stay true to a lot of the source material. And it made it work. They took a... You know, they had... Um, they had a lot going on in that show that you could tell they cared about what they were doing. The art was made simplistic on purpose, and it really still stands the test of time because of that. Um, it's not dated art. Like, there are, there's a lot of graphics and arts that are dated for the time, but sometimes the more simple you keep something, the more it can survive, the longer it can survive from the eyes. Um, If you do a little too much, then it's like, okay, this is clearly, you know, but um, it's just a lot that went on with that show. A lot of things surrounding the, the production of that show that eventually forced it to meet its end. I don't think there was any other way that this could have gone. You have so many hands, so many studios, so many companies involved like this, it was bound to fall through the cracks. And unfortunately for all of us, this is the only show that suffered any kind of consequence with with the whole arrangement. But like I said, I believe that Disney orchestrated this. I believe that they were in negotiations with Marvel. And because of that, Marvel and basically... Disney was negotiating the TV rights. It it just points that way. Two months later, you're not only announcing you're going to buy the company, but you're also announcing you're going to create a show. So I think that, you know, I think that was part of the agreement to be bought by Disney. I think Marvel had to go talk to Sony about some things and get Disney's approval before a sale. And that was it, and here we are. And I mean, we've gotten some—we've got some great Spider-Man content after Disney took over. Um, depend on who you ask. The Tom Holland movies are better than the Tobey Maguire movies and Andrew Garfield movies. Ultimate Spider-Man and Marvel Spider-Man—I, they're not as good as the '90s Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man. They just don't they don't they're just not that good. Um I did like Ultimate Spider Man a lot though. I did like it a lot. And I mean we could talk about the Drake Bell thing, but if you separate the the uh celebrity from, you know, the, the person versus the work, I mean he did a good job voicing Peter Parker. I'm just I'm just saying. Obviously we'll never hear him voice Peter Parker again. But, during his time doing that show, and all the other appearances he made, like doing Lego movies and stuff, uh, he was voicing Spider-Man in a lot of areas. Um, so, you know, what can you do? Uh, he never made it to the video game world, though, which is uh, interesting. Um, you know, and Josh Keaton is considered the greatest Spider-Man Peter Parker actor of all time. Um, so even, even if you liked the Spider-Man 90s show, it seems like more people, the divide between the shows is a lot more close to 50-50, but the voice actors between Christopher Barnes and Josh Keaton, it sounds like a lot more people prefer Keaton, maybe like a 70-30 split. Um, Anytime there's any kind of Spider-Man related thing, Keaton's name comes up, but you don't really hear from Barnes. I mean, Barnes is obviously older and, you know, but Keaton still is doing voice acting work and a lot of comics uh, related activities and games and shows and stuff. So he's still active. So we're still hearing his voice in different ways. Even in the other Marvel animated shows, he voices different characters. He's voiced them throughout the years, even in the video games and stuff, as well as being Peter Parker. So we still hear his voice, and so there's still that connection to the show and to him. And so I think that's why a lot of people still lean on him as a favorite actor for Peter Parker, um, at least voiceover work. Um, You know, I highly doubt that Marvel would tap him to do freshman year. I don't know if he can do a young Peter Parker anymore, but he could probably do like a middle-aged Peter Parker still, you know. Um But that was the thing, like Josh Keaton could come back. I think about like the Proud family. Like I was watching the reboot of the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. It's on Disney Plus, right? And I'm listening. And I, I couldn't get to the second episode. I finished the first episode and then I had to like just they sound so old. <laughs> and, and 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 that's not like a knock. Obviously, they're gonna sound older. It's been what fifteen years since the last episode aired, or the movie or whatever. And you could just hear like Kyla Pratt does not sound like she could she should be out here voicing a, a fifteen year old or however old the girl is now. You know, like it, it's you know Tommy Davidson and his Oscar voice. Like, it it doesn't have that inflection anymore. Like, there's some things that are just kind of off where you realize, yeah, they're getting up there. The, The vocals can't quite hit the same way used to. And you lose a little bit. You lose a little bit of that magic. Because part of the magic of why we love the shows is because of the actors. And throughout the years, your vocal cords change. That's just how biology works. So... A lot of these characters no longer sound the same because their actors no longer sound the same. They got the same people to do it, and I'm happy about that, but they're not quite hitting those marks anymore. And I think if Spectacular Spider Man did return and if they brought back the majority of the original cast, it would still sound different. And it just, it probably won't land the same way. It just, it probably won't. And whether that's, you know, fine or not, you know. But for me, I notice those things. I noticed the slight differences like that. And it just would be something I don't know. You know, like Michael Keaton, I love him as an actor. But him coming back as Batman, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, there's just a lot of things I don't know. I couldn't get over how different Tobey Maguire looked. It, it. I don't know what he did. I don't know what happened, but it looks like his ears were just huge. The, I don't remember his ears being this big. And I don't know if that's just part of the aging process or if it's just less hair on his head, or his haircut or something. Something made his ears look bigger than I ever imagined them to be, and I could not shake that while I was watching the movie. So I, you know, it's just time changes all, you know, and so I don't know. There's certain shows like Frasier. I'm a, I'm afraid of that. Coastal grammar looks ancient, and obviously he's had a hard life, you know. And I don't know if it's gonna hit the same way, you know. If he'll have the same energy and animation that made the original show great, uh, I don't know. You know, it doesn't. I, so you know, it's just some things should just stay where they are. And better or worse, the fates of these shows sometimes. You just have to leave it and let it be. Um, And that's just my take on that. So yeah, we're not going to see the spectacular Spider-Man again. The way that we knew it, the way that we loved it, the way that it touched us. And I got this DVD set, and now, uh, you know, I mean, you can't really stream it anywhere. That's the thing, too. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, anywhere um oh i i i I think i streamed it a while back but i don't know if i was it it wasn't hulu it wasn't hulu it was either netflix or um, but there are some online cartoon websites that you can watch ad pop-ups you know you want to turn those on but uh there are some places you can still watch the entire series I'm not going to say the P word, but you can watch it without having to pay. And that's... Um, But you guys, let me know what you think, right? Let me know what you think, how you feel about the show. Will we ever see it come back? Would you want it to come back? Do you agree with me that it's probably best we just leave it as depressing as it is? We should just leave it as it is? Or do you really think it could work? Do you believe that Sony and Marvel and Disney could come to the table and say, hey... The fans obviously want this. Let's do it. Would you want like a movie finale? Like, would you would you be interested if Sony said we're gonna make this movie to end the series? We're gonna bring back the original creator. We're gonna bring back as many actors as we can. We're gonna give them a farewell tour and say adios to this series, to this franchise, and shut y'all up. Plus, box office revenue coming in and all of that. Um, so, I mean, that that's a possibility as well. We could see that. Sony, again, Sony has the rights to make animated movies and longer animated shows or episodes. Um, so they could do that if they wanted to. If they wanted to. A movie to finish it off. Maybe a two-parter movie type of deal. Um, you could probably cram about three seasons worth of stuff in, like, two movies. You know what I mean? Wrap it up. Toss it out. Um, but obviously they're doing their Spider-Verse thing. And and that's the thing, you could even bring back at least that version of Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man version of Peter Parker. You could toss him in a Spider-Verse movie. You have a few scenes or something, or a cameo. Like I mean, Sony really they 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 could. So I mean we could see the character again, maybe. But I just don't believe that the show that we know is coming back. So Let me know what your thoughts are, uh, and yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.